Star Wars 7x7 episode 1386. Today, everyone's had it with Kylo Ren, and I'll explain what I mean. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we are getting close to the end of our coverage of The Last Jedi novelization by Jason Fry and the wonderful audiobook performance by Mark Thompson for Penguin Random House Audio. And we talked a little bit yesterday about how... General Hux is already seeing fear on Kylo Ren's face when Luke appears on Creighton, how he's already thinking, General Hux is, about getting Ren sidelined and moved out of the way so that way Hux can take over the First Order army because, really, it should be under the command of somebody like him, not some weird sorcerer or anything like that. No, it's technology, and so it should be with somebody who is deriving his power from technology, not somebody who's deriving his power from some weird mystical force or anything like that. So we already know that Hux has had it with Kylo Ren, and, you know, they've been at odds with each other for a while, so no surprise. However, we also know that Rey is done with Kylo Ren, and so earlier in the novel, we had that moment where when Kylo woke up in Snoke's ruined throne room and realized that Ray had a chance to kill him and didn't and thought, well, maybe she has some sort of feeling for him. Well, that moment where they have that force connection one more time, and it's really interesting to take a second to think about that because if Snoke had been bridging that connection previously while he was still alive, then how exactly did it happen this time? Not really explained in the novel, unfortunately, but there is no hatred in Rey's eyes as far as Kylo Ren can see, but also just no emotion at all, basically. She's just Nah, I'm done with you. And she slams the connection. So she is another person who has had it with Kylo Ren and all his business. But those two are nothing compared to the reminiscences of Luke and Leia in these final scenes. There's a gorgeous moment that I think has to have at least been partially inspired by the fact that Leia and Chewie never hugged after the death of Han Solo when Chewie arrived back at uh, the base on Dakar. And it was just a blocking thing, J.J. Abrams said, that had, you know, Chewie running past Leia and Leia going past him and they're not acknowledging each other whatsoever. So it was just one of those, like, stage direction things behind the scenes that explained why they never commiserated over the death of Han. But... They kind of made up for it with this scene in the last Jedi novelization, and it's a scene where Leia goes into the cockpit to break the news to Chewie that Luke has passed, and that it's just the two of them now, and she reminisces, reminisces, excuse me, <laughs> reminisces about the times that she had with Chewie throwing herself into his arms ecstatically after they got away from the sentry ship's running from the Death Star way back in the original movie to being by his side during the travels from Hoth to Bespin and everywhere in between that they were going. And he gets up and just hugs her and holds her very gently. And she has a moment where she's able to break down and let go of some of the pain and the sadness that's been building up in her all this time. And of course, part of that is the pain of loss of Ben as well. And, you know, we know from the movie that 
she knows that he's gone, that he can't be redeemed, or at least that is where she's at at this moment in time. And it seems like she is grieving for the loss and finally accepting the loss that Ben Solo is no more and that he is not coming back in any way, shape or form. And then there's Uncle Luke and Uncle Luke is looking at Kylo not just as a random person, but is looking at him through the Force, even though he is thousands of light years away, probably millions of light years away. He is still looking at Kylo through the Force and seeing something that is really just kind of heartbreaking in a way. It says in the novel that he blazes in the force, Ren does, and that his pain and fear are stronger than his anger. That's what Luke senses. And he comes to realize, and this is roughly what it is, Kylo Ren was just a shell around the same broken boy he'd tried to reach, that Luke had tried to reach. And Luke had hoped to mend him and started blaming himself for the damage done, and ultimately realized that it was not his responsibility to fix Ben Solo, unfortunately. And so Luke is able to come to a peace with his guilt over what happened with Ben and him turning into Kylo Ren and losing him to the dark side of the force and how he feels like he let down not only Leia and Han, but also, you know, the students that were killed as a result of this whole situation as well. To say nothing of the fact that, you know, when Ben becomes Kylo, he goes on to do all sorts of atrocious things. But Luke is able to let it go, and yet he's able to reflect on the boy, and despite the fact that he just was broken that there wasn't anything he could do and that there wasn't any more responsibility that he had for it. Which does, of course, open up the question, why was he this broken boy in the first place? Where was the break? And hopefully that's something that we are going to learn about. Maybe if we're lucky sometime between... <laughs> Now, in 2019, when the final movie in this sequel series of movies comes out, wouldn't it be nice if we could have some answers about the backstory by the time that rolls around? So there you go. Pretty much everybody's done with Kylo Ren. They've had it with him. <laughs> They're, they want no more of him. You know, It's just going to make Kylo all the more salty, I think, by the time we see him in episode 9. And I'm going to take a quick break right now, and then we will talk about the actual lightsaber battle, which the fact that I'm going to be talking about it in the epilogue of the podcast should suggest to you how much more there is in the novelization about that scene. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at, courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 1138 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, so the big lightsaber duel showdown with Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker 
more or less happens the same way dialogue-wise in the novel as it does in the movie. It's the actual fight choreography, if you will, that's different, as opposed to the cat-and-mouse game that we saw in the movie where Kylo Ren attacks and Luke acrobatically ducks out of the way and then he attacks again and Luke ducks out of the way again and then finally the killing slash that wasn't and then Kylo going, huh? And walking up and poking <laughs> the saber through Luke Skywalker's hologram. So all of that stuff doesn't really happen. There is only one shot. Like the first two cat and mouse things don't happen. There's one clean shot through and Kylo is like, yeah, what? And then takes another swipe at him. But it isn't one of those casual like, oh, let me stick my lightsaber through you and see if this actually works. No, he takes another vicious cut at Luke, as it's described in the novel, only to find that there is no Luke there. And that, my friends, is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you follow Obi-Wan on some idealistic crusade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a mind trick, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.